Thank you all for stopping by. My name is Justin Gilly, and you're listening to the Rated JG Podcast. All right, let's see here. Boom, we're rolling. What's going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. It's been a hot minute. I have been a, uh, I have been having some situations, and podcasting has been the absolute last thing on my mind. So I wanted to wait till something was um, caught my eye, caught my attention, and was worthy of sitting down and doing it. And I have something that is firing me up, and that is the UFC. I've got my boy. KP, Mr. Caleb Phipps with me in the house. Yo, what's up? KP in the house. Dumbass. <laughs> this is your first time at the the upgraded studio, so I'm glad to have you here, man. Thanks for coming. Man, I'm so glad you invited me because I saw this on Instagram, and man, the TV, everything is just awesome. I mean, this is looking so official. Thanks, bro. I appreciate it. Now, if I could just put out a half-decent podcast, we'll be rocking and rolling. <laughs> but uh, I guess I have to record more than one a month to be considered a podcaster. Damn. <laughs> Sorry, I got my cord caught up on my leg there. All right, we're trying to do video here so that you guys can see the room, but that very well may not happen because I'm not the most technologically inclined human, so we're just going to roll with it. But I invited KP over here because he was actually one of my very first guests I've ever had on the podcast. You came on, damn, you were like my, like before episode 10, I think. Oh, wow. Yeah, you were old school. So I've got a couple of buddies in my friend group that are fight fans like legit ones and there's nothing let me start off by saying there's nothing wrong with being a casual fan i get it you can put it wherever it's yeah. big deal. um you, like no problem ufc mma all that's not for everybody i love all kinds of combat sports and i have a couple of buddies that are into it and kp's one of them and if you don't believe me um he actually <laughs> <laughs> we scheduled <laughs> we had this podcast scheduled for uh 8:30. He was like, "Yeah, man, uh, I can be over there at 8:30. I've got to, I've got to go to my what is it, Kempo? Kempo. I've got to go to my Kempo karate class, and then afterwards I'll swing by." I was like, "Oh, bro, do you? That's perfect. I'll get you in the the mixed martial arts mood, and we'll start talking." This fool calls me at seven o'clock. He's like, uh, "Definitely overslept, so <laughs> I took a nap and didn't wake up in time." So. <laughs> I had a great plan. I was going to take a pre-nap, you know, then wake up, work out, kick some ass, come here and talk MMA with my boy, but. <laughs> Overslept. But we're still going to talk MMA, yes. so that's what's up. It's the thought that counts. So um, you are like legit. You and I seriously talk about mixed martial arts, UFC all the time. I think on our Instagram and text message thread, it's nothing but, hey, did you see this? Or MMA junkie or bloody elbow or UFC updates the whole time because we just we keep up with everything. So I feel like it would be a good time to bring up the uh, huge spectacle that's coming up. What is it? Today's Thursday. So mm-hmm. Saturday, UFC 257, Conor McGregor versus Dustin Poirier round two. But before we get into that, we've had some really cool things happen recently. And when I say recently, I mean last weekend, the first official UFC event of 2021. That feels very weird to say that out loud. Yeah. 2021. That is, <laughs> seems fake. Yeah. It, no shit. But um, one of our favorite fighters. We definitely share this in common. We've talked about it a lot. Is Max Blessed Holloway probably the unanimous across the board most liked 
fighter of any weight class, any division, maybe ever. He's yeah. just the coolest dude in the world. How can you not like Max Holloway? It's a honestly, it's like a physical impossibility. <laughs> yeah. You hear one interview and you're like, this guy is a champion. He's just like. Yeah, bro, I like to eat candy and surf and live on the beach. The base is blessed, man. Yeah, hey, the blessed express, baby. So, um, anyways, Max Holloway is a 145er. He's a featherweight, and in my mind, he's still the champion. Yeah, me too. Stupid. The Volkanovski yeah. fights were, we won't even really get into all of that. No. But Max Holloway will go down in history as the best, I'm saying it, I think he's the best featherweight oh, of all time. 100%. Yeah, how can you not put him there after the performance he put on? Yeah, no joke. It's yeah, the last one that he put on. Um, for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, last weekend it was a free fight. Max Holloway fought um, a very very promising up and comer from uh, Boston. Boston from Boston, Calvin Cater. <laughs> and uh, what what do they call themselves? The cart the oh shit, what are they? Boston Cartel or the yeah yeah uh, New England Cartel. New England Cartel. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, and um, he's he's incredible. He's got. Everything that you could want from an up and coming person in like that division, um, he's got the power. He's got great boxing, and when I say boxing, I mean oh man, legit. Like, he's you know, got hands. He, yeah, that's a perfect way of putting it. Just just got hands. We found out his foot movement wasn't necessarily where it needs to be, <laughs> but anyways, on paper, Calvin Cater and Max Holloway was like. Oh my God, man! This is gonna be Max has got his hands full. Max is getting older. Max is you know coming off. Max is 29 years old. Right. Where is that old, like, at all? I don't know what that came from, you know, because I think it might have came from Max's, like, last three fights, two or three fights were kind of slow. He, right. It wasn't like, it's like he wasn't able to pull the trigger. Mm -hmm. And I think that's really where it began. But, you know, and also if you watch his fight versus Dustin Poirier, who Dustin has some of the best hands, you know, some of the cleanest boxing in UFC. Personally, I didn't know if Max was going to win or not. You know, I love Max, but I thought Calvin... Maybe he offered a style that maybe troubled Max, just like Dustin Poirier did. But right. uh, I was dead wrong. Yeah, no joke. <laughs> I think everyone was didn't expect that to happen the way it did. Yeah, so you made some really good points there, and I want to touch on those in a second. But um, we'll, we'll kind of start with what happened. So if you didn't watch, anything that you could possibly achieve other than a knockout on your feet, Max Holloway did. Max Holloway didn't break records. He fucking shattered every yes. record you could think of as far as like strikes attempted uh punches thrown significant strikes attempted significant strikes landed, landed. head strikes landed body shot i mean like it, it was non-stop he the the stat that threw my that blew my mind i need to actually look it up while we're here let me see i think even tony ferguson and colby were watching that going wow this mm -hmm. guy's cardio is insane i mean I, i've never seen i don't know if any now i'm like is there anybody with better cardio than max holloway i don't think so i i honestly don't but all right so if you can't see this i'm actually looking it up on my fancy tv now because uh i'm my own jamie jamie pull <laughs> that up real quick that's me let's see what he got uh da, 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 da. where was it where was it i'm trying to i think it was over 700 oh my oh. god 744 significant strike attempts Try doing anything 744 times. Take 744 breaths. That'll probably exhaust I, you, dude. I, I'm honestly, I just, it's so hard to believe. Dude, for the casual fans out there that don't, that number may not stick out to you, or maybe you're just not familiar with it to put it in context. Next time you're at a gym or something and you see a heavy bag, jokingly, just touch it 744 times. Yeah. See if you can do it. 
Yeah, just throw 20 punches just, and just, see how you feel throwing 20 punches hard moving this. around. Oh, exactly. my God. Just move. Do, do 744 jumping jacks. Oh That's, my gosh. That is insane that he did that. And he absolutely dismantled Calvin Cater. Unanimous decision. I've never seen a scorecard with five championship rounds. Right. It wasn't even close. No. So um, that that leads me into what I was saying earlier with Max Holloway being the best ever. You made a really good point. His last couple of fights, I do think it was the last three. The last two, obviously, Volkanovski. For those of you that don't know, Alexander Volkanovski took Max's belt from him. I think the first time that they met up, I do think that Max... I, I could see that fight going Volkanovski's way. Yeah, that one for sure. The first one, yeah. It, it, even still, it was a decision. It, it, yeah. Which I don't think anybody was like heartbroken. It, it could have gone either way. Yeah. The second fight, Max won that fight. That was Max's fight. That, and everyone agrees. Max is now a lot of people are calling him the people's champ. Yeah. I mean, but. And you, so Max lost those two. But before that, people forget that Max made a absolute, a bloody mess. And he made an example out of one of my favorite fighters, T-City, Brian Ortega. We watched that fight together too. We you did. Were, yeah. And. I've never been more wrong in my life. So Brian Ortega at the time, this was like two years ago, Brian Ortega was coming up in the game. He was considered one of the highest prospects. Nickname was T-City because of how many triangle chokes he attempts and succeeds on people. He was the first one. Wasn't he the first knockout Frankie Edgar? I think so. Yeah. I think so. So uh, T-City was matched up with Holloway, and everybody was kind of like, oh, here we go. Max Holloway, all the records I just mentioned that he broke with Calvin Cater, he set those records against Brian Ortega because he made him look like such an idiot. So Max has been on this absolute skyrocket journey to the top, and people forget. That's why I posted that on Facebook. I'm like, y'all must have forgot, dude. Max Holloway's that guy. He he is, and I had a lot of people like my dad and friends disrespecting there going, I don't think Max is going to get it. I said, don't ever count Max Holloway Mm -hmm. out. Hey, you know, respect Calvin Cater to be able to stand up and not get knocked out to that many punches. (laughs) I mean, I couldn't even imagine taking 50 punches to that, let alone, what was it, 400-something punches he absorbed? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, let's see what he landed. It was like 400 447. I mean, how crazy is that? He significant strikes attempted seven forty four, total strikes landed four forty seven. That's a that's a dyslexic person's nightmare right there. All those numbers, but <laughs> um, he uh, d- the fact that Calvin withstood all of that was crazy. But dude, at what cost? Because you know that his brain looks like fucking uh you know hamburger meat right now. Yeah, it's just like he he was, did not have to feel. I mean, he probably felt terrible headaches. He had to be concussed. I mean, come on, man. Did you feel like when you're watching, you're like, they sh- they need to stop it? I mean, did you feel that way? Or like, yes. this is the sport? I did. I, I, I honestly did feel like they were going to call it because when Max started landing those elbows, where yeah. did that come from? Max Max never throws elbows. Hey, Tony, let me just take a little bit. And, bro, they were like them 12 to 6, too. Yeah. Like the, yeah, yeah. Eat it. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that's another thing that makes his stand-up even more scary. But I thought when he was landing those elbows against the cage, I thought it was done. Yeah, I did, too. Um, yeah. Herb Dean is basically pulling a Mario Yamasaki, and he's like... Are you dead? <laughs> hey, hey, are you are you dead? No, then let's keep going. If he's not passed out, he's fine. He's fine. <laughs> Dude, they, they posted that like uh, the, the gif from Rocky throwing the damn towel, and I was losing. It. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> they're like doing Dude. the pride rolls in there, man. <laughs> 
they were like, oh my God. They were like, oh, bro, that guy's from the streets of Boston. He ain't doing nothing. He's funny. He goes to that weather all the time. <laughs> you gonna let this dude from the beach beat you? <laughs> oh my God. But yeah, he did impress me in that sense. But um, yeah, so, so Max just, I mean, ran through him, set all these records, which is really cool because it parlays nicely into the spectacle that is Conor McGregor. Yes. So Conor beat a very very young Max Holloway yeah. back in the day. God, that was like four years, five years ago. When was that? No, 20? it might have been more than that. Was it? It 20- was before Dustin and uh, Connor, so it must have been seven years ago. Was it? Because Max was like 20. Oh, yeah, Max was like 20. Yeah. Younger Damn. than me. That's Let's crazy. see. Sorry, I, I feel so fancy, y'all. I've got this freaking thing hooked up. So, I'm, Jamie, pull that up real quick. Uh, let's see. I think it was at least... Well, I thought it was five. Maybe I'm completely wrong. Let's see. Max. 2021, man. It, it doesn't seem real. Let's see when this year. Yeah, no, I even saying that out loud still f- trips me out. Oh my God, 2013. Wow, it was eight wow. years. Well, I guess seven and a half. Years Shogun ago, versus Chel Sun, and that was the the main headline. Oh my wow. God, that that makes me feel very old. But anyway, so yeah, Connor beat a very, 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 very young Max Holloway, which is probably why we think of him as Max as being a little older because he's been right. doing it for so he, long. Yeah. But man, that goes to show you the longevity and the like that just the depth of Connor's accolades over the years. Connor's beat Dustin Poirier. People don't know that. This is round two. Yeah. Granted, it was a very young, immature Poirier, but on that note, Connor wasn't Connor back then. I mean he he was, but not he not the, not, not Gucci Mink, no. you know, freaking <laughs> right. you know, what we think he of. He wasn't him. the Connor McGrath everyone knows. Yes. Today. This was, yeah, this was big time. This was, I think that was even before the Jose Aldo yeah. knockout, like where he, where Connor became Connor. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So Connor's legacy started a long time ago. And I thought that it was really cool that he's to think, okay, so just that card, for instance, Connor wasn't the headliner. That was Chael Sonnen forever ago, 2013. Connor is, that's eight years ago. Connor's so much more prevalent now. Eight years in any profession is a long time. Yeah. Eight years as a professional fighter at the highest degree is an eternity, dude. Oh, yeah. And he is just, to think of like the growth and everything that he's accomplished, I even took it to my um, my Instagram and my Facebook today and I posted it. I said, hey, fight fans, I'm very curious to see everyone's input. The amount of viewers and streams for any UFC event literally doubles or even triples when Connor's name is on the card which means a lot of people will be tuning in on Saturday. People that I don't even, probably have never even watched fights before. I said, the question is this. Even if you're a casual fan, I want to know your prediction for Connor and Poirier. Who wins and why? Just read these first ones. Connor. Connor. Brian knows a lot about uh, uh, mixed martial arts, so he gave a little bit of a different take. But everyone, Connor, 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 round two, TKO. Connor, round three, TKO. Uh Anthony's going to lose some money on that. Poirier cleans up Connor in two. That is an ice cold take, guys. Ice cold. That's fresh out the freezer. Ain't that's not happening. But everything, like everyone, just just on the Connor train. Even people that are big time fans, like you and I, the delinquents mm-hmm. that have been watching it since we were fucking scraping up money from the couch cushions yeah. to pay for a you know a pay per view. But um, I wanted to kind of jump into why this card is so intriguing and. A lot of it's because the casual fans know Conor McGregor for the 
think about all the people that found out who he was because of the Floyd Mayweather thing. Right. Oh, this mixed martial art, it's going <clears> to <throat> gonna go into the ring and box. Yes, that was a very real thing. Connor was obviously trying to win, made, a, you know, had a couple good punches, but like that's, that's the Connor they know. Yeah, right. He has been so good for so long, and his persona, his personality, his the everything, the aura that comes with Conor McGregor has kind of like almost overshadowed how good he is. Yeah, I mean, now that you're mentioning the Floyd fight, how many fans that brought in, just think about the next fight they tuned in to watch Conor was versus Khabib the next year. So that's two fights in a row he lost. A lot of people have not, I mean, they might, might have saw him beat Cowboy, but there's a lot of fans out there who didn't get to see the rise like we did, mm-hmm. you know? I think about what happened right before Floyd, too. Nate was right before that. Yeah. The Nate fights, and the ones that he, I mean, the one that he beat Nate with could have gone either way. Yeah. And then Nate beat fight. him before that. So, right. like, Connor's, you know, mixed martial arts, you got to have a short-term memory, bro. Yeah. No, no pun intended. CTE is a real thing, people. But, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like you said, he was on a... Pretty much a little, I will call it a skid. It wasn't a yeah. downward spiral because yeah. Connor's still Connor, but like, um, it's. Do you not think that it's so cool how many people you can bring it up in casual conversations? Like, rewind five or six years. Hey, bro, did you watch the UFC card this weekend? Somebody would have been like, I don't trade UFC cards. What are you talking? I don't have. Oh, Chuck Liddell, <laughs> that Iceman guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, I've, I've watched. I've watched a. You know, the ultimate fighter once. And you're like, oh, what? Yeah, Brock Lesnar, right? So Connor's done so much for the sport, bro. And I'm excited because he's still here. He's still doing his thing and he's still performing at a very high level. And I feel like people, there's probably, there's like two camps. There's you and I that know like how good he really is. And then there's other people that are like, oh, bro, Connor McGregor. They, you know, there's so, it, and then there's the ones that want him to, that want him to fail. You know, you yeah. tune in to watch Connor lose, which is a very real possibility. Dustin Poirier is a, oh, yeah. a monster. But, um, before we get into that fight, I wanted to, let's run down this little, this prelim right here, bro. One of our favorite fighters. And I say we, because I think you're probably the only other person I know that likes this guy. Yeah. Khalil Roundtree Jr. is just one of the most he reminds me a lot of Max Holloway and how humble he is and how talented but like under the radar he is. Yeah. He is such a cool dude. Like I follow him on Instagram and he's just one of the most laid back. Like he seems like the type of dude he could just hang out with us sometime, you know, drink a beer, chill out. And he is that type of guy. 100%. Just a cool dude. Yeah, a little bit of background on him. Um if you're listening to this, you obviously like podcasts. So go look up Khalil Roundtree Jr. on Joe Rogan um a couple years ago. So Khalil Roundtree is is this fight at light heavyweight or is he at middleweight? Uh, light He's, heavyweight. Yeah, I was gonna say because he looks he looks triple C thick yeah. right there. So <laughs> he fight at two hundred five. Um, but Khalil Roundtree's story is pretty cool. He um he was incredibly incredibly unhealthy his whole life. He was like three hundred plus pounds, smoking cigarettes, drinking soda. Self admittedly, he was like a nerd, an outcast. He never got along with anybody. He had no friends. Then. He started fighting to kind of like get in shape. Next thing you know, he's like, I'm really fucking good at this. And he kind of rose to notoriety pretty quick. Fell on some hard times. He's had some pretty bad losses. Yeah. Uh, the, the What was that guy's name? Kutalaba. Yeah. The Hulk. Yeah, that uh, was pretty rough. Yeah, he, he made him look silly. But where I'm going with this is Khalil adopted what's called like a Muay Thai style, He which... um. His, for like I, I know a lot of my listeners have no idea what I'm talking about, so I'm not being you know 
condescending when I talk this way. I'm just trying to make sure everybody's up to speed here. But like, so Muay Thai obviously means it's from Thailand. Thailand. <laughs> so he, uh, it, which is, it's a freaking ancient martial art. You know, it goes back forever and it's all stand up based. So if you're like, if you watch a, a Muay Thai fighter or like somebody with Muay Thai style, you can see it from a mile away. Yeah. You know, the high hands that are right. constantly moving like this. The flurry of leg kicks, elbows, knees, kicks, punches. Take a punch to give two. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's how he is. And he adopted that style briefly before that fight, less than a year. Yeah. And he got smoked. He took that loss with a grain of salt. He's always humble. This fool up and moved to Thailand. He lives in Thailand. He's lived there for like three years now. Yeah. And dude, his training videos are legitimately terrifying. The guys that hold hold mitts for him, holy shit, To think dude. about what he did for living in Thailand as long as he did when he fought, I think, Eric Anders, when mm-hmm. he put on one of the best oh, stand-up yeah. Muay Thai performances in UFC history, I would say. I mean, yeah. that was almost perfect. Yeah. And I forgot about that fight, dude. Yeah, that's when he looked perfect. He was doing the front roundhouse kick just looking perfect, mm-hmm. smoking that dude. Dropped him like three to four times mm-hmm. in the fight. But just to think how long he's lived in Thailand now, I'm so excited to see how much his game has evolved since then. Absolutely. And like he's training, his home gym is Tiger Muay Thai, which is world renowned. Mm-hmm. Um, Piotr Jan, the uh, uh, Bantamweight champion. Wait. Yeah, Bantamweight. Yeah. Sorry, 135. I had to get my weights right. He had like a six month camp out there. Piotr wow. Jan is a Russian fucking like Soviet army member. Like he's, you know, stand up, me punch you in face, you know. He went to Thailand for that long to go to Tiger Muay Thai, which is wow. where he trains out of all day, every day. So I'm so excited to see this fight. To be completely transparent, I don't know anything about Marcin Prachnio. Prachnio. Yeah, I've never heard of him. We probably have seen him fight and don't even realize it. Uh, that's probably right. But all right, if if that's a that's the first one on the prelims, which is on ESPN Plus. Predictions, uh, just out of sheer bias. I'm going. I'm going round tree and under two rounds TKO. Yeah, I'm gonna have to stick with my boy round tree too. I'm gonna say that too. And I say TKO because he probably ain't taking nobody to the ground. Hopefully <laughs> he'll break a rib with one of them kicks. or yeah, something Yeah, like maybe throw a knee elbow. Okay, next on the next on the card we've got Juliana Pena, Sarah McMahon. Don't know, don't care. Um, after that is a middleweight. Oh, Brad Tavares is a bad man, and yeah. he's ranked. Oh, he's top fifteen now. Nice. Middleweight's getting a little saucy. Yeah. Antonio Carlos Jr.? I'm not sure I know who, know much about this guy. I think he's a major grappler. Really? Yeah, he just does. I think he's just like a jiu-jitsu guy. Well, he's from Brazil, so <laughs> that, that definitely makes sense. Oh, look at the reach advantage. Five inches for him. I can't give a... Oh, wow. Yep, look at that. Submission wins, 82% of mm. his wins. So, yeah. Mm. It looks like a pretty standard stylistic matchup. Um, I, like, I like Tavares. I would go... Uh, We'll go Tavares for that yeah. one. Yeah, Brad's a good dude. Yeah, I like him. That middleweight division is so stacked. And yes, it's because I love Stylebender and I love Darren Till. <laughs> yeah, me too. Oh my gosh, man, that's a that division's on the come up, and it was very stagnant and boring for a little bit there. Oh yeah. Now we got some big time personalities up in there. <laughs> Side note: Did you see Darren Till live when he <laughs> when he got arrested? Yes, I was watching it live, and I was like, "He's like, what are you doing, you loser? You're a loser." <laughs> A loser. He's like. Then he changed his profile picture to Karen <laughs> he Till. Did. And he 
<laughs> you put the freaking the the, the comb over. Yes. <laughs> oh my god! If you're listening to this, if you've made it this far, you have got to go look up Darren Till on Instagram. It will be the best thing you ever did. Just make sure your kids aren't around or anything if you're watching it because he is such an idiot, bro. When he released his beer, so he lives in Liverpool, and he. <laughs> Bro, he made a beer called Raw Dog, and he, I, now did I almost spend like $100 to get a 12-pack of it over here through customs? Yeah, yeah, I almost yeah. did, but uh, luckily I didn't have 12 beers before that because I my senses got a hold of me, and I was like, no, you're not going to do that, but love that, and uh, can't wait to see where that division goes because Stylebender's fighting, um, uh, he's moving up to fight uh, Jan. Jan. Yeah. That champ champ. That's a yeah. very real possibility. That very much is. You heard it here uh, first. Stylebender is going to run through Jan. <laughs> Don't. But I will say this. Do not sleep on Jan, though. Pol- but, Polish power. Polish power. <laughs> I just think that, like, their styles, like, well, their styles, comma, Stylebender is way right. way better at that style. Jan is kind of like, it's like a Calvin Cater thing. It, Good stand-up, great boxing, right. power, but I think... St- Stylebender will use that Polish power against him. Mm-hmm. He, he really will. I mean, he look how everyone who Stylebender's beat, he's able to beat those big guys and use their own power against them. So Case in point, Paulo Costa? Yeah. yeah, we'll see ya. Dropped him. <laughs> this guy... Um, uh, wait, why do they have Kelvin Gastel? Is, is that <laughs> Kelvin Gastelum's picture? That's his clone, actually. Is that really his... No way. That's that looks like his pic. That's got to be Kelvin Gash. That's definitely his picture, right? Nazrat Hakpakarost. Nazrat Hakpakarost. No, this guy that Armand Sarukian. Sarukian, dude. This. Have you ever seen this guy fight? No. He is a absolute savage. He's from Georgia, and um, that other guy, uh, Giga. Whoever, like they're they're like the only two fighters like to ever come out of this or or currently. Wow, they're from. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. Owen Wilson, yeah, wow. But th- that Georgian, uh, those guys are crazy, yeah, man. Not too many fighters from Georgia, and we ain't talking the state. Yeah, we ain't talking about that dirty ATL. No, he's Loda. Talking- stand up, <laughs> <laughs> move, bitch. <laughs> no, but that guy is is a lot of fun to watch. That uh. Sarukian, Sar, no disrespect, yeah. homie. I don't know how to say your name. Let's just not even disrespect it. I'll put some respect on your name right now, and I'll say that you're gonna win. So uh, <laughs> I don't know how or why, but I think that he's. You just look that guy up whenever you get the chance, man. He's got some filthy highlights. Uh, Amanda Hibas. Fun fact that R means an H. Oh, Hibas, Hibas. Uh, and then Marina Rodriguez. Don't know anything about her. We'll go with Hibas unless you know. Yeah, I'll go with Hebas too. <laughs> no idea with that other one. Name recognition. Cause I, I'm I'm pulling that right now. This guy's supposed to be really good too. Um, okay, well I guess we're back now. That's so fucking stupid. I'm so sorry, y'all. Like we have been. When I tell you, I've had more audio issues with my recording software in the past, like five or six podcasts I've done. Like I'm being serious. I can't. I don't know what I'm doing. You saw the whole thing and just stopped. So the Feds is listening. Yeah. They lurk him. <laughs> Anyways, lightweight, uh, Matt Frivola, Otman, Otman, Azaitar, Azaitar. Those guys are just, they're up and comers, but they are um, in a division that is st- 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 
So I'm going for Zoltar. <laughs> Zoltan. <laughs> Zoltan. <laughs> oh man, I, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna go with my boy Matt from Vola. There, a little underdog action, make some money on him. Yeah. Then next is <laughs> the one that you said, Miss Miss Cringe, Jessica I versus Joanne Calderwood. Yeah, I watched some videos of her like doing really cringe stuff. I think she wanted to take the mantle of Triple C, oh, uh, Henry Cejudo's cringe. God. But she, you can't deny she's a good fighter, though. Mm-hmm. You know, because we, she's actually good. I've seen her fight a few times. Yeah. So and six at six versus seven, dude. Calderwood's tatted up. Good lord, I didn't know that. That's like, she looks terrifying in that picture. Yeah. I I don't really know that much about either one of them. So uh, I don't either. Yeah. Well, we'll go Jessica I because that name sounds a little bit better. I'm sorry. I need to po- like polish up on my my uh, female fighter knowledge because other than the main ones, I'm just honestly not very interested. Men and Nunez Rose. Yeah. And then Zhang Wei Li. And personally, for me, Rachel Ostovich. <laughs> <laughs> She's gone. I know. I was pretty upset. Dana said, "You got to cut it." <laughs> Then we get into the juicy ones, bro. Oh, this one is so slept on. The Dan Hooker versus Michael Chandler co-main event. They got Michael Chandler as, oh, they have him as an underdog. Plus 105. I figured they would, but also he's had so much hype, you know. But I've, I watched him fight in Bellator a few times. Yeah. I actually followed him on Instagram yeah. like a few years ago. and uh, Not a few, a couple years ago, I'll say. Yeah. And, uh, I, man, his conditioning is up there. Like, he's always lifting weights. Like, man, he's shredded, dude. Yeah. Yeah, he's um he, he's been the Bellator champ forever, it seems like. You know, him and Benson Henderson, those fights are, you know, insane. He beat the crap out of... Um, and Eddie Alvarez too. I was, I was about to say Tiago Alves, not that Eddie Alvarez yeah. is what I meant. But yeah, he he dropped him. He's a man. He's got some of the nastiest. Uh, like I think that I've seen that dude get in more rear naked chokes, like guillotines, than anyone. Have you seen his submissions, dude? Not. I, I've seen his knockouts. I've never seen his submissions. He he's got some. Obviously, he's got hands of steel, and yeah. he's a, he's a smaller guy. Yeah. But dude, his if he can get your back. He will. Ex- oh. He's one of those ones who'll take your back and like push his like pelvic floor forward and like extend his opponents like like a rubber okay. band. The opposite uh, yeah. Way. Oh yeah. my god! He, when he gets in a rear naked choke, most people, you know, there's a couple seconds where they hold on and they tap. He like pushes their spinal column forward while pulling their head oh backwards. So it's just, it's it's ugly, and he's got multiple submissions like that in Bellator. There's a on what and what is it called? That guy, he's. He films all the fighters and stuff. He was on Joe Rogan's podcast. Anatomy of a Fighter? Yeah. Yeah. So he was doing Usman or Michael Chandler. I can't remember, but Usman and Michael Chandler were on the same, uh, they were training the same camp, and there's video footage of him and Usman wrestling. And oh my gosh, I've never, I'm not the biggest wrestling fan ever, but I will say that was very entertaining of them too. Like yeah. he's a legit wrestler and stuff. And, and Kamaru Usman's got easily 40 to 50 oh pounds gosh, on him. Oh gosh, no doubt. No yeah, doubt. that's insane. He's huge compared yeah. to him. Well, I say forty to fifty pounds. I'm talking off season, not like when they weigh in, right? But like, but Dan Hooker, man, people are gonna they sleep on him. I mean, um, for for um, the people that aren't aware, Dan Hooker's last fight, yeah, it was Dan. His last fight was Poirier. Yep. Yeah. So the one of the all time greatest, most classic UFC fights I've ever seen in my life, Dan Hooker versus um, Dustin Poirier. The second round of that fight, oh my goodness, might be my favorite, like round, ever to watch. I mean, you talk about two stand-up savants. I mean, like, 
Holy crap. What a perfect man. fight. Like for two those styles just make an awesome fight and man, people need to realize Dan Hooker, man, he is a legit contender. I mean, I'm not saying I don't know if he gives Khabib problems, whatever, but I will say this. He gives anybody problems in the top five. 100%. I really I really believe that. 100%. And he's just outside that top five ranking. He's number six right now. He's actually favorite slightly in this fight. They got him as a um, minus 125. So it's basically even money, but um, given a little bit. They ain't giving Michael Chandler no breaks. No. They said, welcome mm-hmm. to the UFC, buddy. Here's Dan Hooker. Yeah. And, We're going to uh, Ben Askren you, if we can. See <laughs> oh, <geez. laughs> But, um, yeah, Hooker, man, his, uh, the last fight with Dustin Poirier went the distance, and it, a lot of people thought it could have gone either way. I thought it was pretty clear cut that Dustin won just because the, the style, seeing Dustin fight so many times, you can tell, like, when he's gassed and when he's, like, out of it. He wanted that fight. He was he was just on the offensive more. It seemed like to me, but and obviously the the judges agreed. But that was one of my favorite fights I've ever seen. And I mean, Dan Hooker gave Dustin all, yeah, all he could handle, bro. Yeah. I mean, that was a that was an absolute barn burner of a fight. Them guys put on the line. Yep, that's one of those ones. If you got Fight Pass or ESPN Plus, go back and watch that right now because you will not be disappointed, and it'll get you hyped for this Dustin Connor fight. So. I'm interested to see who you got in that one. And let, let's go, let's get a little deeper in this one. So Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler, who wins, what round, how? Okay, so here's the thing. I know Michael Chandler, it says that he's like 5'8", and I've seen him match up against other fighters and stuff, and I think he's probably about 5'7". Dan Hooker, Michael Chandler, is that what I said, right? Yeah, yeah you said that. Mike, Dan Hooker is easily, six, he's six foot one. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's six foot two. He's huge. If you saw on the embedded him next to Brad Tavares, he looks like a legit middleweight. Yeah. And I don't think it's really the weight issue. I think it's going to be his height is going to give Michael Chandler. Yep. And I don't think he, he needs to go in for any takedowns because Dan Hooker's knees are insane. He hit Dustin Poirier with like two knees. Uh-huh. I mean, he has some of the best knees on the lightweight division. So if I'm being honest here, I've been a fan of Michael Chandler longer, but I'm going to have to go Dan Hooker. I think he wins out a unanimous decision, two rounds to one. I could see okay. that happening. Okay. I can see that. You know what? I I'll I'll follow suit. First off, that's a good breakdown. I I like that analysis. I would I would really be in a similar boat. Um, I think my reasoning would be a little different. I do think that it's going to be a split decision or a unit. We'll go split decision. Mm-hmm. Hooker. I don't think this fight's going to be finished. Um, I don't think so either. Yeah. Just like you said, because of the height differentiation, I think that Michael Chandler's going to have to shoot in for a double leg or something quick, mm-hmm. and and then also if he does that. Watch out for those knees. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, that knee is going to be there. But Dan Hooker is, I feel like he's a lot younger. Let's look at the tail of the tape here. So um, I think Dan Hooker is like five or six years younger. I think he's 32. Or did it? Uh, does it even tell you? Oh, it should. Well, it uh, didn't. <laughs> yeah. I know Michael Chandler's 34. I know that for sure. Oh, okay. Well, then maybe it's not that much. Okay. So, um, but the reason the reason that I think that that uh, Hooker's going to get the the nod is I think that number one I think his confidence is freaking skyrocketed from that last fight. Mm-hmm. Think about him right now. He's the co-main event for a guy who he almost beat, and that guy's fighting the notorious one. Mm-hmm. Like you think that Dan Hooker's not sitting in that locker room going, God, that should be me, dude. Like I should be the one walking out there against Connor. I should oh, yeah. be because I mean he gave Dustin all he could handle. And I really do think that Dan is 
on the come up. Uh, he's in a division where he's obviously overlooked a lot. And I think Michael Chandler has so much more to lose than Dan Hooker. Oh, for sure. Michael Chandler has is the champ from the sister planet known as Bellator. Michael Chandler is the guy that has so much riding on this. You know, Bella, like the reputation of Bellator yeah. is on his shoulders. And he's such a stand-up guy, such a nice dude. I think that he's just going to let that pressure get to him, which I can't blame him. I mean, right. dude. Like, well, I mean, they, hey, Dana, thanks for the millions of dollars. <laughs> I'm going to try to beat this dude, you know. Right. And Dan Hooker has everything to gain, everything to gain from yeah, this fight. Yeah, for sure. So I think I'm with you. I think it'll be a decision of some sort, whether that be split or unanimous, but I think I think Hooker gets the nod. You know what? It's a good – I'm really glad they're in the co-main event because this fight puts either one of them in such a great position because imagine if Chandler does come out there and beats him better than Poirier did. That's a total nod right there where, yep. you know, I mean – He's a lot like Eddie Alvarez. He has a style like Connor would probably love to fight that style Hell again. Yeah. So that's a, yeah. that's a great fight right there. I love it, man. Dude, shout out to Sean Shelby, the freaking yeah. the matchmaker for the UFC. He's over there going dollar dollar bills, baby. This this you can take that lightweight division and just pick them out of a hat. And every matchup yeah. is so sick, dude. That's the and easiest they're, one. They're just that division's so deep. Yeah. Hey, there's there's killers from top to bottom. And this fight, what people forget, this isn't even for a belt. I know. Khabib's still the champ. Well, um, also, God, how stupid was that freaking buildup for all this? I was so disappointed. I was like watching ABC Sports. I was like, hey, Poovy, shout out Poovy. Yeah. I was like, listen, <laughs> friend of mine, we were watching. I was like, Dana's going to get it. I thought it was going to be a yes or no. And is Khabib going to fight? Fucking is he going to vacate the belt? And then he comes out. He's like, uh, pretty much Khabib, if he's entertained, he'll, uh, he may come back. It's not a yes or no. Not even a maybe. It's, right. So Khabib had a very, very, very emotional retirement in his last fight. He's 29-0. and 0. They Dana wants him to get into 30-0. and 0. Khabib lost his father, who was his head trainer, and got him into fighting in, in his last fight camp due to COVID complications. It was a very emotional fight. He smoked, smoked Justin Gaethje. I mean, bro. Ran past him. People don't even talk about that fight. Yeah. And he... He literally let go of an armbar so he didn't embarrass Justin Gaethje in front of his family. Well, and then he switched into a freak. What was full it? Full mount triangle. That it. Do you have any Are idea you, how much of a gangster you have to be like, to be like, oh, I don't want to break your arm in front of your family. Let me just pass. and <laughs> At that level, oh my to get submitted that way at that caliber is Bro, just insane. And, you know, he's. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It took me a long time to fall on the. Where I'm like, okay, Khabib is. He, he's the be, one of the best light. He is yep. the best lightweight. It really right. took me a long time to accept that, but yep. You know. And then all that happened, and Dana invites him out to Abu Dhabi, and they make this big this big ordeal. We're gonna have an announcement. We're gonna do that. And Dana comes out of the locker room. He's like, so, um, he was here, and we talked. <laughs> So there's that. We're like, oh, gee, thanks. That was a riveting insight. You, you know, know what Dana like, always says to everybody at the press conferences, post fight, he goes, we'll see what happens. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And like everyone's like, Khabib, we'll see what happens. And he and grabs the damn podium. He's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. Get your ugly mug Pretty off the screen. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a fight promoter. Like I can a, fight too. Looks like a thumb. Oh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, I'm really excited to see what happens because regardless, mm-hmm. there's really good matchups. If if Hooker wins or Chandler wins, the the outcome of that fight is going to really, really, really mix up 
this yeah. division. Did I, you see what Dan Hooker said about Charles Oliveira? <laughs> yeah, he called him Char, Char, Charlie, Charlie Olives. Olives. <laughs> he's like, yeah. He's like, yeah. I heard Charlie Olives has a hard time making weight. He's like, dude, I got a broomstick thicker than that boy. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, idiot dan hooker's grown on me so much like since the poirier fight because he has Absolutely. a pot he has a podcast oh. i didn't even know his podcast is hilarious shout dude. out dan hooker like, let's go baby. he's on there talking trash to henry cejudo it's pretty oh, it's God. just great he has he's a cool dude he's yeah. a real stand-up guy but that's awesome man i didn't know that cool i gotta yeah. go check it out all right so we got we're, we're both on the same the dan hooker train there okay all right so now freaking drum roll we're into the most anticipated fight of the the whopping um, like twenty one days of this month already, uh, McGregor and Poirier round two. So there's there's so much to break down in this man, but I think what I'm so excited about is I feel like I'm about to go super nerdy right now, but I feel like Dustin and Connor round one they were like just like a shout out to my boy Corey because I'm about to go real deep. It's like a they were Saiyans at the first fight. And now these dudes have both like evolved and now they're like super Saiyans. Like they're like the best versions of themselves. And their first fight was great. It was Connor well for Connor, sorry. Like finished him in a round. Kind of made Dustin look ill prepared, maybe. Yeah. That maybe that's a- He was well, Dustin, you could just tell he was so emotional in the yeah. build up to that fight. Connor just mine, yeah, you know. Destroyed him. But it's so I'm so glad you say that because like that is what I was getting at is like they're like the mature like evolved levels of what we saw years ago. So Dustin is I I think that he's very similar in, to Max Holloway in the sense that if you watch his story, listen to who he like Dustin Poirier is just one of the coolest people ever. Like his the Good Fight Foundation. Uh, his relationship with Theo Vaughn, mm-hmm. um, what okay, like Khabib, the most stand-up guy ever, Khabib's level of respect for Dustin, where he took his shirt off and like they traded it and yeah. he, he donated it, like, oh my god, how can you? It, like the, I said with Max, how can you not like Dustin Poirier? And then you talk about some clean stand-up, dude. You can get, watch that guy's training videos. He could probably walk into a boxing ring right now and take out a middle of the road guy with no, no training. No doubt, he no just has. Doubt. Dude, his form, but and what's cool about his stand-up is both hands are deadly. Mm-hmm. Both switch stances, no problem. Just drop you jab with both hands. His hook, like he's he's his boxing combos are off the chain, filthy, awesome. But what's so cool about that is his stand-up and his boxing is very clean and crisp. Connor has that Wonder Boy Thompson karate kind of like cocked and ready yeah. left hand, and it if you don't know what he's doing it may look unorthodox and weird because it kind of is but it's pinpoint accuracy that left hand is a piston dude just yeah pop what just done like kind of like how uh stylebender is right what does he say i what does he say most people most people uh throw and hope yeah throw I, and hope i, I aim, aim and fire, fire. Like, yeah like a sniper that is terrifying to yeah. hear somebody say that dude mm-hmm. and connor's like that i mean he, he really is yeah like he's He's fought in freaking what three or four weight divisions. He's been forty five up to 
welterweight, right? Yeah, he's. I think uh, the big thing he was saying after he knocked out Cerrone at 170 was he's has knockouts in three divisions: that's 145, 155, 170. That's right. And there's not many fighters who can do that. I mean, that's pretty. But, to even get a win in the UFC is crazy. To have it across three different weight classes, knockouts, not knockouts. just wins, bro. Knockouts. knockouts. That's crazy. Yeah. And he, Dustin, his fights like so. Okay, okay in recent memory. He went the distance with Dan Hooker. Dan Hooker's no punk. Dan Hooker no. throws bombs too. Mm-hmm. He's not Connor's level. So, but Dustin won that fight, right? Yeah. So then Dustin also lost to Khabib, but he lost in typical Khabib fashion. Got choked out. Like right. it wasn't. He didn't get knocked out. Connor knocked him out. It, well, yeah. TKO. I mean, dropped him. Whatever. But like that was so long ago, and it was a different version of Dustin. And um, my boy Blake Webster. I hope you're listening to this. He he um commented on here and he had a pretty good little breakdown. Um well I, I will I'll say pretty good. It's it's different than what I think, which is why I, I got a lot of respect for somebody that throws out stuff that's like this. He he gave me a pretty detailed breakdown. He said Although I love Dustin, pretty much everything about him, great boxing, decent kicking game, BJJ black belt, and a piston of a left hand. <laughs> that's what I said about Connor's left yeah. hand. Um there, uh, there really isn't a way he wins this outside of a hail mary shot early. I, I can, I'm, I yeah. don't think he's wrong. Uh, he's far too hittable. Bingo, absolutely. He stands there and gets hit. Although he's gritty, he won't be able to wear the same punches from Connor that he wore from Hooker. Absolutely. Connor's range and arsenal with kicks and boxing is the game changer. Dustin is not made for this sort of spotlight. If you go back and watch Khabib fight, he just looks completely lost on the feet, like a different fighter. That when he. Then when we saw him against Gaethje or Hooker, the spotlight drowns him. Connor inside one round. I good point, but I I don't know if I agree with that completely. How he gets lost in the spotlight, I get what he's saying, but to that I would say he was. He's been in a lot of main events, bro. He he had something in pretty deep against Khabib too. People forget that he that had guillotine. that dude. He almost choked yeah. Khabib out. But I get what he's saying. Dustin is very emotional, but this is kind of like the the maturation of that. So I, I see what he's saying for sure with that. Um, but he brought up a really good point about Gaethje. Dustin Poirier, Dan Hooker was one of my favorite fights ever. You know what's really close behind that? Dustin Poirier, Justin Gaethje, bro. Oh, gosh. That was Stand amazing. Stand and bang, dude. Like, those are... He is just so much fun to watch. Mm-hmm. And Blake makes a good point because... Yes, I do think that it's very plausible that maybe those things, like the spotlight gets to him. But do you not think that that's in the back of his mind? So maybe he wants to use that to his his advantage. Maybe he's trying different things to stay calm. Maybe he wants to be the, maybe he wants to use what was his, things that were a detriment to him in the day, back in the day. Maybe he wants to use those because he's so aware of them. He wants to like address them now. That's that interesting. Sense? It, it, that makes sense. It's interesting because I, I could see that maybe he does feel like I don't know if <laughs> see, the, it's hard because it's like he's had big moments like when yeah. he beat Max for the belt he's been in huge spotlight moments but I mean it's a different spotlight when you're fighting Khabib in the Middle East in Khabib's like home re- not his home region but you know yeah, his know territory pretty much yeah and this is Conor McGregor I mean have you seen how many interviews these guys have been doing this. And I've noticed in all the interviews with Dustin, they're all asking, what are you going to do about his power? What are you going to do about this? Just talking about Connor 24-7. I mean, Connor's in his mind 24-7 again. Right. 
And that's one loss that's always been in the back of his head. He said before for years, I would love to get that back. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I'm really interested. I, I, But Connor really hasn't been Connor this time around. No. There's no, you know, Gucci Mink press conferences. No. Oh, break out the red panties. panties. It's red panty. Now, who the mm-hmm. fuck is this that guy? guy? <laughs> like, none of that's happening. Yeah. It's... Res- well, it's... It, it's respectful, it, it, Connor, except for Khabib. That's it. The yes. only time he's not like, you know. Well, Nate. <laughs> yeah, Nate too. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm talking about like this, like oh. the, the build up to it is like Connor and Dustin. I feel like there is a confidence for both. They both think they're going to win, but they're being cor- gentlemen slash like cordial about it. It's all business. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. You yeah. know, shake hands. Hey, bro. I'm gonna try to fucking knock you out, but it's all business. But, but it's all good. You know, we can be. I'll buy you a steak dinner afterwards because right. we're, you know, because you then, can have some of my proper twelve. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, you can have some of my hot, hot sauce, dog. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. Cool. Let me let me get you breakdown. All right. So, the notorious one, Conor McGregor, number four in the lightweight division, versus number two, Dustin Poirier. What you got? Okay. I really just feel like Dustin Poirier's style is handmade. It, it, not as handmade as like a wrestler for Connor, a wrestler with a right hand. I really feel like a guy like Eddie Alvarez, Michael Chandler, that's Connor's bread and butter. I really feel that way. But I will say Dustin is not going to be as easy as he was, so I could see this easily going into round two. But I don't know. This depends how Dustin's going to come out in the first round. So, yeah. But, okay, I'll just say this. With Connor's style, I think it's just pick him apart. I really feel like Dustin's just – Connor's going to come out with that karate stance, mm-hmm. stay wide, counter him. I just see it. Yeah. I, I don't know if Dustin – I don't see any other answers Dustin has. But I, I could be dead wrong, but I'm going to go ahead and say Connor, second round, TKO. I'll say second round because I think Dustin makes it out of that 60 seconds – and Connor's going to hit him a few times, and maybe Dustin gets dropped in the first round, and it's going to be like, oh my goodness. And I could see that happening. So I'm going to say a second round TKO for Connor McGregor. That is a very good breakdown. And that's exact, like, I mean, verbatim what I've been saying too, is I think three rounds is too long. Three rounds is where Connor gets gassed and where Dustin is kind of hit or miss. Yeah. Dustin could either come a lot because when Dustin's over there bent over, mm-hmm. that's whenever he's like most people are like, oh he's he's done no he's getting that win and he's about to come and just right. fuck you up. I yep. mean that's what he told Connor. He's like I want to drag him into the deep waters. I want this to be a brawl. I want this to go five rounds. Like I don't know if that's the best mentality to come into. Not this against fight. Connor McGregor. That's what I'm saying. Exactly. Not this fight when Connor has so much to prove. It will be. I think Connor will do. He he's so underrated with his creativity. Everyone is throwing shoulder checks now. He did that on the fly against Donald right. Cerrone. He dropped him within the first, what, minute, whatever well, that was? It was four forty seconds when he dropped him. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, 40 seconds. So there you go. And that was after he fucking landed that, was it a knee or a kick or that got his head? He got the kick and the then he, yeah. Kick, grapple, boom, boom. Yeah. yeah, so it's like he's creative. And Dustin's stand-up is so crisp, so clean, so textbook. Connor can read that. You know what I mean? Right. I don't, but I don't know. I mean, th- this is, dude, MMA math is a real thing. Yeah. We could be, we'll play this back on Monday or whatever and be like, God, we were so off. <laughs> or, oh, I fucking called yeah, it. You know what right, I mean? It could be right. perfect. So I think the same thing. I think Connor drops him. I don't think it's going to be in the first round. I could be totally wrong because I think that first round is a lot of distance control. You know, oh, where are you going? You know, is, is he, does he have that left hand cocked? Is Dustin, you know, 
trying to push the pressure pressure is he going to be on the cage is he what stance is he in dustin can do southpaw and conventional like which one is he right. i think maybe that 60 second mark unless connor just comes out like a bat out of hell i don't know if that's going to be the thing which lets me to believe if it goes out of that first round connor's gonna be more confident confident and maybe he'll approach that second round like we expect if it goes past three connor may be in trouble right i really do think if it goes past three i think dustin may get him but I, if I was a betting man, which I'm not on this one, but I think Connor TKO or KO just under two. And I really, yeah, I really feel like Connor, if he plays his game of that distance, that I mean, he has some of the best distance. I mean, it's it's a game of inches, and Connor will win by centimeters. I mean, he's that good with his striking, just like a style bender. Yep. You know, and so I really feel like if he does that and doesn't come out crazy, like I don't. He didn't necessarily come out crazy against Cowboy. It was just the situation. But yeah. I will say this: I don't. He does not need to come out swinging for the fences against Dustin. Yep. You know, I mean, Dustin could land one shot, and then Connor kind of gets wobbled. You know, you never know. That's the thing is Dustin's a lot of combos. Dustin's a lot yeah. of you know touch you two, three, four times and land a bomb. Yeah. Connor's land a bomb, jump Boom. on top of you. You know what I mean? Like that's that's. But that's what makes it so much fun is the stand up war. None of these guys want to go to the ground. They, I mean, I think certainly I think if it goes to the ground, Dustin probably has a, a leg up, but people forget Connor stuffed Khabib's takedowns to what the third round Yeah, is when Khabib finally got him down. Yeah, he, well, It's Khabib. Yeah. Bro. He stuffed a lot. He, I think out of all the fighters, uh, besides Al, I Quinta, I think he <laughs> stuffed like the most takedowns of Khabib. Yep. He's got, I mean, takedown defense is great and I love Dustin, but he ain't Khabib in the takedown category. Right. So I'm excited, man, but I think that was a pretty good, pretty good deep analysis there. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm, excited to see what this does for this division because people that don't necessarily maybe they don't keep up with people's weight classes this is i mean we've been talking about it for almost an hour dustin connor dan hooker michael chandler justin gaethje could be like, oh my gosh it's so stacked man yeah. charles <laughs> charlie olives <laughs> tony, tony. Yeah. oh still crazy as ever but Man, I'm excited. I can't wait for this weekend. Um, if y'all are not fight fans, I very much encourage you to watch it because there's a lot of good stuff on there. Even if you, uh, if you gotta, uh, you know, find a little illegal stream somewhere. Dana's coming after them, man. <laughs> He's say, like, do it. I'll yeah. find you. So I found one. Well, like, yeah, that dude's been doing it for seven years, bro. But yeah, watch it. It'll be worth your time. One uh, thing I wanted to say though was about Connor was his mindset. Coming into this fight, I love it so much more. This is the first time I'm getting a special feeling about Connor since like 2016. Mm-hmm. And I, I just, I really love where Connor's head is at. I feel like he's in a great place. His attitude is like someone who's been disciplined, who's been living right the past three or four months, someone who's not been drinking a lot of whiskey, getting <laughs> drunk you know, doing crazy things, punching old men in bars. This Connor <laughs> looks like a guy who stayed focused and has not been messing around in Ireland doing crazy things. He seems like a focused man. And I, I got special feelings about Connor in that regard. That sounds weird. I got special feelings about Connor. But you get what I'm saying. But Yeah, no. I, yeah. A focused Connor is a scary Motivated Connor. McGregor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's got nothing, like, I mean, nothing to gain. What is he going to, like, I mean, the money from this fight ain't nothing. Yeah. He made enough money with Floyd alone to never do anything for the rest of his life. Right. And he's got a bathtub full of whiskey at home that he's just swimming in millions with. Yeah. Like, he's fine. But you, you make a good point, man. I'm super excited. But um, 
dude we're at the one hour mark i i uh i think that's a, a great little analysis i'm sorry for the audio uh, issues we had also if we're just now noticing it caleb's in his fucking his gsp get up his uh yes the full fight kit shout out gsp but uh yeah I, I i really appreciate you stopping by and doing this with me man like i i know that these episodes don't really do that well for rated jg but i don't give a fuck these are the ones i like to do these are hey, my man, favorites man. I, I would talk mma with you all day that's very flattering dude but anyways caleb i'll plug all your stuff in the uh in the comment section description whatever go follow my boy he he's a he's a big knowledgeable dude and uh who knows? Maybe we'll see KP in the cage one day. <laughs> you have a cage cleaning your backyard, your cage fence. Cage Caleb. Cage Caleb. <laughs> Anyways, guys, thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. And remember, as long as y'all keep listening, I'll keep talking. We'll see you.